he's still trying to push for a catchphrase. <laughs> okay, uh, The Hidden, 1987, directed by Jack Shoulder. <laughs> His cousins, Frank Knee. Fuck off. Tony Elba. <laughs> I fucking love handgun fruits. Uh, wait, uh, an alien parasite with the ability to possess human bodies goes on a violent crime spree in LA a human cop detective Tom Beck and an alien cop posing as a young FBI agent Lloyd Gallagher both pursue the parasite who frequently changes his human host okay this is gonna be awesome everybody got that expect so much from Max Hitbone <laughs> oh let's, let's do this let's land this on let's, let's trio this bitch What the fuck's that noise? Being invaded by aliens for real. This <laughs> is paranoid. We have a <laughs> drill for this. What's the, the description of this? A uh, human cop. Uh, no. The basic description of it is fucking awesome. <laughs> Twelve stars. See, I think that would have been better if they didn't say the guy, the the good guy, was an alien. Like you just like they let you figure yeah. that out yourself. It would have been easy to figure out. Yeah, it's, by the first couple of uh, interactions they have together, this guy's not right. He's autistic as fuck. You know, he knows <laughs> way too much about this alien. He's some kind of robot man. Okay, he's he's an alien, and you yeah. can get get away with that. Put a scene in there where he's eating like you know a bar, fucking co- koozie bar koozie, <laughs> bar mat thing. He's eating a bar mat. Yeah, no, no, no. Put a bar koozie. <laughs> <laughs> a bar with Billy Doyle. He's all over it. <laughs> Maybe in the, in the alien world, they their bars have frilly doilies on everything. They're uh, they have potted plants everywhere. A bunch of uh, hanging hanging spider plants in the ceiling. Violins playing. The concerto in the background. That would that would have made this movie that was already pretty damn good. Pretty more damn good. It was so fucking good. It's a good movie, that. Yeah. Just to to summarize the whole plot, basically the first half of it was just Grand Theft Auto oh it was so the Grand movie. Theft Auto wasn't it just the dude just running around <laughs> soaking up a shitload of bullets stealing cars taking money not taking no guff from no man just uh the, the alien dude that was in things the, what good sentence there Liam <laughs> <laughs> the alien getting into guys that's even weird <laughs> this movie got dark the alien was getting into guys the, the alien when it was taken over people like it's the whole spiel was just like oh I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want yeah. and a, it was just like yeah awesome fun to watch it's entertaining it's, it's a pervy alien parasite with the impulse control of a toddler and a love of chick metal it reminded <laughs> me of me and I fucking loved them <laughs> there's like smarter people than I could make all sorts of comparisons to like the philosophy of self-indulgence and attaining one's own desires basically, that's what he was doing wasn't it basic philosophy that he's basically a hedonist he's like you know mm-hmm. I want his, his catchphrase seems to be I want I want that car and then I want I want to be president I want you know yeah and he's basically Donald Trump essentially <laughs> oh, well I was going <laughs> to say he was a, a more role, but... a more charismatic and personable <laughs> Donald Trump if you can believe it <laughs> uh, so. this, is, this is an alien who would grab him by the pussy <laughs> he sure and, would He'd make it quite charming. You'd be, you know what? I'd let him grab my pussy. Why not? But he's already been a woman. And he was a woman, now. and he was fucking. He's, he's like, he decided, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna take some dung. You know. He was a progressive woman. <laughs> yeah, he, he would fuck anything. Whatever, whatever body he was in, he's like, you know what? I'll fuck whatever I want yeah. in his body. I mean, why not? To to make sense of that weird statement, that when he's body hopping, 
he decides at some point he needs to get a bit of tang so he goes to a strip club yeah. and jumps into a stripper's body as and you do on the way out wearing like the weirdest revealingest dress that I've <laughs> ever seen like I've seen like porn Buck stars cleavage, with basically. more sense than to wear stuff like that you know but cleavage but she she now is a she gets accosted I don't think we can gender this alien it was <laughs> yeah. basically a it was the alien itself was just a like it looked like a cross from a bed bug a spider and a last night's frozen shrimp that you've left left out in the oven <laughs> it was a it was really good monst- really good monster design I really thought it was like gross and horrible Cronenberg but- before Cronenberg started getting the money behind him to make monsters and stuff like I think uh, Scanners came out the year before this so well, that's really-, really good really good creature design but the as a lady I he uh the lady has sex with a fella yeah and it's never even uh, but it's it's done as the like the, she fucks him to death as well, <laughs> yeah that's, that's like the whole way they've done it is like oh he's gonna kill this guy she's gonna kill this guy she gets the alien gets his his and or her rocks off first then kills no, him but like, the, the thing is like after she kills him like we don't know how she does him we're guessing he's she's crushed his dick with his alien vagina <laughs> as you know <laughs> Many a brave man has died in that exact same way. She kills him, kicks him out of the car, and then she starts looking at her own boobs, going like, yeah, yeah <laughs> boobs. So it's not like he was like asexual. He was very clearly into yeah, the boobs. wanted stuff. It's he, like, just, he was like a toddler, just like, I want this, I want to just take it. Why not? So let's go this beat by beat, because we're going to get to the first beat, which is him driving around oh, in yeah. a fucking boss car, listening to boss 80s metal what's the name of the band shock 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 paris but it was spelt s-h-o-k-p-a-r-r which is not a parisian shock metal band Parry. it is a, a power metal band from uh, the 80s yeah but it, in case it sounds like he's a horrible rapist dude it basically <laughs> wasn't really he was just it, it, the first scene we see him in oh we don't know what what you just see a dude walk on screen with through a bank security camera blow some fucking people away with a shotgun takes some fucking bags of money smiles at the camera and shoots it and they kind of set you up what this is what the guy is then he gets in he just strolls out through a hail of bullets gets in his fucking kick-ass ferrari <laughs> settles in puts his tape of, of shock puree on <laughs> starts headbanging along while he's driving he's along headbanging while he's driving it's being chased by the police and this is the first awesome. scene you're like this guy is awesome i would this is the best character I've ever seen I in wish he would have stayed in that body and I was doing that for the whole thing yeah, I wish I'd there was no plot like... apart from that <laughs> that would have been fine by me because he drives through fucking plate glass guys yeah, guys like, carrying glass across the street and he a... drives through them that cliche of people carrying planes of glass across the street this happened in this movie it was brilliant but then of course the man has to oh. try and stop him fucking he's just gonna ruin all the good stuff fucking policeman Johnny Law Set up a roadblock and fucking you stop cops, them. man. Cops, yeah. man. Fuck their system. Fucking cops. And like to to be fair to Alien, dude, they did they did just I open fire on him when he got off the car with no guns. Like he crashed through the police barrier. Well, to be fair, before they uh, to, to play devil's advocate for the cops, before the before he crashed, he had sort of killed three or he four. He murdered a whole bunch shotgun. of people. Yeah. Even a guy in a wheelchair? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, he ran over to in the wheelchair as well. <laughs> That's not my, my point. My point is he got out the car without a gun. So you've got to read him his rights and shit. You can't, mm. you can't say, oh, he was coming straight for but us. This he is, wasn't. But this is the 80s, and as you'll find out he later on... He wasn't even black. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 80s, and as you'll find out later on, 
the cops have a fucking flamethrower <laughs> as standard issue because it's the 80s why the fuck not Chekhov's flamethrower in there when like one of the yeah. guys just shows up halfway through the movie not the main policeman one of the like third one of his, uh, the third main policeman policemen. not even like the sidekick to the sidekick the sidekick to the sidekick sidekicks yeah like, what have you got there sidekickman he's like oh you know just a flamethrower <laughs> okay cool and they carry on with the plot regardless because it's the 80s and every police department has a flamethrower <laughs> a samurai sword a few laser weapons and grenades why not there was some, some grenades know. going in there it's because it was basically a police station out of a first person shooter there was like <laughs> ammo drops and health kits fucking everywhere so at some point a uh, guy from Twin Peaks shows up uh, was he, he from Twin Peaks? He's someone in Twin Peaks, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was the black coffee fellow, wasn't he? He was, like, the main fellow in Twin Peaks. Yeah. That's but he, he shows up as the FBI agent, and he's standing there looking, like, all, like, like emotionless. So you're like, oh, this like, is the alien man. Obviously, this is the FBI. Yeah, he's very <laughs> clean. But he does look like, like an anorexic Michael Jackson as well. Yeah. Is he just... He looks very prim, very proper, very make-uped. It's, it's quite off-button. And he's, he's got like the mannerisms of Abed from Community like sort of vaguely autistic bed like movements and stuff <laughs> which you know may endeared him to me a little bit but yeah he's alright as good he's as this nice movie guy. was as in, well I don't know good's the right term very enjoyable it was yeah. very enjoyable but it hit every trope mark it could along the way and like the buddy yeah. cop I don't need a new partner yeah what of this paperwork I can't spare this guy he's my best man oh, the, the mayor is a minute it was a senator not the mayor this time uh, the senator's in the mayor yes. and then the fucking then the alien guy there it's basically a lethal weapon but one of them was an alien yes exactly what it was they're both white obviously but <laughs> obviously <laughs> obviously it's <that's, laughs> like crazy here <laughs> it's the late 80s not the mid 90s yeah the, and the, the main cop dude Beck is uh, he's very generic by the num- paint by numbers grizzled cop person. Um, yeah, and then they do the like, oh, come over to my house and meet my family thing. Oh, my family's dead. Bear, bear in mind, while while they're saying, oh, come to my house for dinner, let's have a little play date. The fucking aliens are <laughs> out there murdering strippers and uh, stealing guns and beating <laughs> record store clerks to death with rubber bats. Uh... I didn't get this right. So, um, Abed Alien, he he uh, says like, oh, my my wife and family are dead, which I knew he was gonna say. Yeah. But does that mean the host body he took over had a wife and family, or like the alien had a wife and family? Yeah, they never really explained that directly. I thought I I was of the impression that um he's been tracking this alien for so long that like they've been going through different bodies and different worlds and stuff, and maybe back in their home world, um Abed had a like family and stuff, and then the GTA alien killed them all something I so, guess they, that was my assumption they don't really explain it well I assumed the other <coughs> way until like just saying that sentence and I was like oh yeah maybe he was just uh, revenging his alien family but it's the way he looked at the, the kids photograph everything oh, yeah. he did was creepy there was a moment in there where um, there. grizzled ex-cop dude or grizzled cop dude is putting his daughter to bed and uh, <laughs> Abed the alien walks in and just stares at his daughter for a while and so what are you, so are you staying for dinner huh? he's like just it's stares at the daughter there's a like, strange man in my house staring at my daughter looks a lot like Michael Jackson so you're gonna make some jumpy <laughs> jump to conclusions there yeah oh the bit that I want to talk about the, the mannequin factory we can talk about the mannequin factory we can so, talk about the mannequin the, factory uh, this is when he's in this stripper body and the stripper gets into a car and then drives away and then they follow them 
maybe you should try aiming for the tires. I oh, am. Yeah. Why don't you try? What do you think I was doing? But of course, he can hit the tires because he's, he's a an alien. perfect alien. Yeah. And then they end up in a mannequin factory. A, a late night neon lighted mannequin factory. This is more than just a mannequin factory. This is four stories of like it takes over it looks like a whole city block of just mannequin factory and the neon sign above it says Neptune mannequins so this is a mannequin fucking wholesale this, this with a neon sign a really weird point to get into but I saw no evidence of manufacturing in that factory <laughs> I just saw mannequins all over the place so how do maybe they assemble was, the mannequins maybe it was, was a, like a car a man, factory it was like a mannequin a... depot if it was anything and is that a thing a mannequin warehouse or maybe it was like a car factory or a chocolate factory or a machinery factory but all the workers were mannequins and they were just powered down for the night that's a weird interpretation though that said to be fair to them I have walked past a mannequin factory there is one uh, bush like L3 wise down down the river there it's had a mannequin outside it for years and all the years I've driven past it I've always thought what's in there it can't be mannequins but I walked past <laughs> it obvious. when the door was open and it's just shitloads of mannequins and you see a mannequin just peek out and then slam the door real quick <laughs> you hear so, muffled screaming from inside there, there must be some guy whose job it is to just like get the ordering of what mannequins they want go through the inventory and go like uh, Janice Jerome uh, Little JJ uh, Fred uh, Fred will do there you a go a load of baby mannequins for some reason <laughs> baby mannequins and I want to make a point about the Mad baby mannequins with baby mannequins baby mannequins are like what the fuck is the point of these these are these are just for parents who want to splash out 500 pounds on a baby jumper and then complain because oh my baby grew out with a baby <laughs> jumper that I paid 500 pounds on you weren't expecting your baby to get taller you thought it was going to stay fucking this small the entire time the fuck is wrong with you people while we're on the subject of mannequins, which apparently yeah. we are now, <laughs> myself, I'm a, I'm more of a fan of the faceless mannequin. I don't oh, like yeah. my mannequin to have a face. And if you're going to have a mannequin with a face, give an arms. Because you can't have a face and no arms. Because that's just weird to me. The Venus de Milo was, had a face and no arms. Well, it wasn't. It didn't have a, a fucking Ramones t-shirt on it, did it? <laughs> you know Maybe if mean? it did, it would have... Uh, it would have got more business in. You know? <laughs> I would have went in there and got quick to gag, like, but... Uh, that was a lot of talk about mannequins. Yeah, but uh, the mannequin factory was on, a big part of it. On the rooftop of the mannequin factory, there is a good like stunt where like the stunt lady goes through the neon, does a yeah. great flip, and all that. that that's like good eighties person action. Like there was no mannequins. Big in slow there. motion fall. Yeah. Uh, but it was also where he reveals like, oh, I've got this super secret men in black gun that it's gonna make the alien come out of you, but the alien didn't want to come out of him. Yeah, they explain that it doesn't work on human tissue, it only works on the aliens. They explain that like in the last yeah, scene. Like, so. like, oh, by the way, this thing only works yeah, on... It's like, yeah. You stand there pointing the thing and it's like, well, come on, do something. <laughs> and then she was like, flipped over. And then she jumped into a dog. Oh, yeah. That dog was the best actor in this. This, a... this had some good performers in it, including Danny Trio, which we'll get to in a bit. <laughs> but um, the dog was just so well-trained. Top I was so, quality dog He acting. just went in, he was just, uh, he was there staring himself in the mirror, like like a dog who's possessed by an alien would do. He opens a door by himself, which is not impressive by itself, because loads of dogs do that, Mike does that. But uh, this one, he opens the door, he, he's, he face acts, he's like, looks aggressive, but you know, he's not, he's an adorable little man. And he, uh, <laughs> Basically, his owner just comes downstairs for a midnight snack, and the dog just fucking jumps on his back, twats him, and growls like, Rah. "Yeah, he's I'm a dog." Re- do- he channels something. Some, yeah, he's channeling De Niro, yeah. I think, in that performance. Yeah. Uh, what What really annoyed me is like you only saw like the body jumping thing like twice, like once at the beginning, once at the end, because it was a good little puppet thing. I would yeah. like to see more of it. 
I kind of wouldn't, especially not if I was eating, because it was very gross, very... Well, you know, that was the enjoyable part of it. It was like, ew. Weird looking. It was, just, it was all like flesh chews. Yeah, it's like... like it's sausage meat. That spider legs that it crawled out yeah. with. The, the face of a bed bug, and then the back end was all like fleshy tube things. It was, it was a just, combination of all insects coming out of some guy's mouth yeah. into someone else's mouth. Just uh, like, I could have seen it that a few more times. That was enjoyable to yeah. me. But when, when the fucking the lady goes off the roof and then like it's just lying there and the dog's the first person on the scene that annoyed me that's a bit of a fucking deus ex you ever, you ever tried to stop a dog getting into a crime scene it's not that <laughs> not that easy you know it's like trying to get a dog off a football pitch yeah, like, hey hey Fido come back no don't let the don't contaminate the crime scene right we're never catching Jack, Jack the Ripper now are we <laughs> fucking what if Jack the Ripper was a dog? Oh, throw that, that out there. there. Conspiracy theory. I was reading that they apparently don't think Jack the Ripper even existed. They reckon it was just a bunch of different murderers happened to target the same area. It was probably just like a club of like uh, bored gentlemen. It's fucking Bullingdon like, Club, probably, yeah. like the whole version. This is the weirdest Danny Trio podcast we've done. Like. We haven't even touched on Danny Trio's amazing performance. It lasted from... Right, there's a, the bit where um, the alien takes over um, the police chief. Oh, yeah, the guy who owns the dog is the police gets lo- chief. Gets a load so, of guns yeah. and just goes to the police station to try and get Abed, the alien. And uh, with, they go to the cells where um, where he is. Because and Beck, the police man, has been like, eh, why, why don't you tell me what's going on here, Abed? And he's like, eh, you don't understand. That's it. Book him, Dano. <laughs> and then uh, Abed aliens in the cells. And he explains exactly what's happening. You know, it's an alien. It's just it's climbing people's bodies and taking over. So yeah, throw him back in the cells. He's nuts. Despite the fact that he's seen this fucking thing take soak up like fifteen yeah, bullets yeah. <laughs> and swap bodies and stuff. He's like, no, I don't believe that. He's PR agent Scully on this thing, <laughs> looking right at the supernatural, going, you know what? No, still don't believe it. So what, what time? Costs him. This it is where him. Danny Trio's in like one of the cells. Yeah. What time is this in the movie? One hour and seventeen minutes. And he, he says, uh, "Was it like, hey hippie?" Oh, that's the thing. Like he appeared, and we were so happy to see him. We went, "Hey!" And by the time we went, "Hey!" Yeah. He was what dead. The line was like, "Hey hippie," something or other. So basically, he appears at one hour seventeen minutes, and he dies at one hour seventeen <laughs> minutes. Is that in a nose? He had a good head of hair. You could see yeah. his chest tattoo. And then he was down, but he had a line. I hope he got well paid for that, you know, because he, he got bumped he up from the, in uh, the movie, bumped up from uh, playing faceless uh, boxer number seven to like uh, talking parts. So he must have made some money there. I think he, he got a, a name in this, didn't he? I mean, I'd like to go back in time and just say to him, you know, it'll it'll work out, Danny. You'll be fine. You know, you've got you've got some good stuff coming your way. Just... At this point, like this is like his second year in the film business and this is where it all takes off. He's got like four things for this year, so even as an extra, like that's enough. Yeah. You can like have a small place to live and you're doing well. Like, he's not working in a, a full-time gig at this point, I don't think. Prisoner he's just credited as Shams. It was kind of sickening seeing all those people getting top billing over him, but yeah, you know, different times. Yeah, we didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't listen. We didn't listen. <laughs> so what happens? Uh, Danny Trio's dead. Uh, alien police chief. Oh, uh, there's a president in there, and he's not a president. He's a governor. There's a funny the thing that happens. Visit. And um, I don't think what it was with the the dude who opens the door to the cells, and they're like, "Oh, you got to open the door now. You got to check your weapon first, and then mm. I can't let you back there, Captain. Captain. It's pure fucking." Reaganist like fuck authority. It's like there's a very good reason why you can't take guns into the fucking jail cells, which is 
very adroitly pointed out by the fucking police chief walking in there with grenades and machine guns later on. It's like, because, you know, these are criminals. Don't, <laughs> don't put guns in easy, easy access to them. And instead of, like, just ordering him to open it, which he could do because he is the police chief, he just yeah. throws a grenade at it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has It's the it. 80s. <laughs> and one thing I noticed as well, the streets in LA were just oh, yeah. really underpopulated. I mean, it's really good for car chases because, you know, there's no one to fuck it up, but at the same time, quite bad for car chases because there's just... It's a bit miserable to be, like, the Grand Prix. <laughs> I think they had, the, dodging anything, they had the, a good bit of money for this because they yeah, managed to close down streets and yeah. good stunt work. And there was, like... Even from the first bit, it was, like, quite nicely shot. They had, like, a a, pay, a, a, a crane and a panning shot there. It was good. Uh, the, I knew what they were doing. Guy, what's his name? John Shoulder, was it? John Shoulder. I made some very offensive remarks, <laughs> possibly in the beginning. Jack Shoulder. Jack Shoulder. Oh, yeah. that just sounds like a badass action hero, no? Well, his, like... He did like Nightmare bef- not before Christmas, <laughs> Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street two, and some other crap. I which made me think, why did they get like a horror guy in to do this? They you think it 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 leans on the wall of horror without quite being. But they didn't lean on it hard enough. Yeah. I think they didn't listen to him. It, like they they made it too much buddy cop and not. It could enough. have been. It could have been like scanners, like it could have yeah. been like scanners, but with like more money and like more explosions. It could have been a good horror story, but I think that would have taken away the good stuff from it because the buddy cop. Eighties action movie thing that had gone along the outside was a, a nice little framing device for it. I thought it made it. It work was, quite well. but they they should have done it so much better than they did. Maybe it's calling. Maybe it's calling out for a a gritty reboot. You could easily remake that. I think. Cast Danny Pudi as uh, <laughs> Abed the Alien. Fucking um, Danny Trejo back again somehow, <laughs> but maybe get him some more lines this time. Maybe get him to play the grizzly. Maybe get him to play Beck this time. You know, that'd be good. You that'd could, be fun. I'd watch a remake of that. You know, yeah. And he could be all like, "Oh, I've seen stuff like this before." And maybe he could do the "Hey Hippie" line. No, 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 not a reboot, a rebuke, rebukequel, reboot sequel. No, it has to be fresh remake. Yeah. But just like tongue in cheek, sort of points out the fact that the original existed. A little nod to the camera. Yeah. For like, wink, wink. Which to be fair would only be for us, but I just want, I just want to see that happen. I want to see Danny Trail at one point turn to the camera and say, "Cheers, guys." <laughs> I guess that's pretty much the summation of the movie. Um, uh, this was much more enjoyable than the other ones so far. Yeah. So we, we weren't really taking the piss out of it. We were just like watching it. Yeah. Not, not really enjoying it. It, it wasn't it? like the greatest thing ever, but it was okay. Yeah. yeah. Especially that beginning bit with the. Uh, if you wa- just want to watch one bit of it, <laughs> watch the opening cut five minutes. It's fantastic. Yeah, that was enough of the movie. Is it was as close to a GTA movie as we're ever going to get. I think. Which for good reason. So I've got re. I've, this is a different rant, but I sort of think stuff like. GTA and uh, Skyrim and uh, even Assassin's Creed should never have movies made of them because the whole point is that they're sandboxy and yeah it's the game stuff. model isn't it yeah, yeah it's like it's, don't get me wrong there are good stories in GTA games they're great stories but I don't want to see a movie of it yeah I mean, you already got the movie of it basically yeah, and the GTA it. games borrow from movies anyway so what mm. the it's basically just going to be Scarface it's which you know Scarface was great but the remake of Scarface though are they redoing it again yeah, yeah. oh my god what's wrong with the future <laughs> I was saying that I was thinking while I was watching this as well if I could be reincarnated in the late 80s with a suitcase full of oh, money a boss car oh. and like a, a tape deck full of chick metal and <laughs> and shock 
Korea or whatever who've listened to it, like, yeah, that that would be my. I probably wouldn't do as much bank robbery and pussy grabbing mm. and uh, dog destruction <laughs> as this guy did, but I think I'd probably do a lot of the same stuff. But we missed the, the best framework scene. Of a I, I, there's a lot of discussion about how he loves what kind of car was it? Ferrari. Ferrari. Oh, so he finds place, himself and a, a Ferrari dealership yeah. saying, "I want that car." And is the guy who's like fucking typical, like like tweedy jacket, like salesman, like yeah. so stereotypical. If we pictured, if he if he just said he was a car salesman, yeah. you'd picture him perfectly. Just talking to it like a stereotypical late nineties, like eighties yuppie, white I mean, suit and all. White suit. And they go, let's let's just uh, finalize this deal. You wait there while my heavy comes and gets rid of the alien man. And they go on the back to sign the car deal and do cocaine. As days. <laughs> Cops had flamethrowers. Everyone did cocaine. <laughs> it was the best day. Signing mortgages, signing doing cocaine. And it's like the the whole first five minutes and that scene, because it was just so fucking so easy. Like, he's got a little tiny car on his desk, opens up the boost, the itty bitty boost, and there's cocaine in there. It was so adorable. adorable. It was so cowy. It was so fucking cowy. But the, the thing that made me annoyed with that scene, oh, which is so just good. Maybe, maybe personal, like he was wearing this beautiful white suit. And you think, God, I hope yeah. he gets blood in that at some point. He never does. That's the thing. I think we're too smart. We're too clever. We're to too smart. It's just you see something like that after watching so much jog movies and your brain goes like, oh, that's going to happen over there and that suit's going to get thing on it and that's going to happen there and then that doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, doesn't ruin the movie, but it's like, oh, I should have seen that. I think they were cutting a lot of corners with CGI or what CGI? Yeah, Sorry, they, CGI. they did a they lot. They were cutting a lot of corners with effects. With the money they spent on it, they did, they did a lot with a little as well. It wasn't like huge explosiony special effects. It was all stuff that could be easily replicated nowadays with enough time and effort and some uh, film magic and stuff. Because it's never explicit. It's never. Um, I don't know. It's not like highly. The fight, the fight scenes and stuff, the gunfights and stuff are are not really very kinetic. They're very just like they're very loud. But mm. the bit that I know was like the fact that um, the uh, the secret service secret service dudes would just jump out, yeah, freeze, and then open fire right, out yeah. of cover. Right, okay. every everybody did. Everyone yeah. was like a noob in this. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't want them on your team, would you? That that, that leads us to the plot points of like uh, Beck, the 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 oh yeah, the cop gets shot because he runs out of bullets puts his gun on the floor and stands there with his arms up and like knowing full well this is an alien yeah, monster and the alien monster just shoots him because you would yeah. why wouldn't you I had a theory though because he's a cop and he's only really been he's, been he's pretty much been up all night and he's just discovered this aliens around so he'd be pretty freaked out maybe he's going back to um, standard procedure as like a comfort zone like all oh, my bullets the standard procedure is put your gun down and so, put your hands up but that's an interesting enough theory but not to get too racist with it if you're an LA cop your training isn't like that. oh just talk to them they'll understand it's it's shoot them and then run away if they try and shoot you <laughs> pretty much it's America take that oh LA. god we're gonna have to get through one of these podcasts without making them an iffy racial statement or slamming America I don't know but I think it's the 80s and you know they were making iffy racial statements we're just commenting on them yeah okay I'll, I'll go with yeah, that it's like I said in the first one it's, it's just the error I mean we're not yeah. condoning it it's just it exists it's there no, the I screen. stand by my America slamming I mean, well, you're doing it to yourself lads yeah lasses 50% of you suck basically <laughs> but then 50% of us suck so what are we gonna do we're, we're all dicks well you know we didn't elect our succubus they stood by for theirs anyway they kind of worm their way in though right um, so is 
his mate's dead. Well, the mates now because he's been to a dinner. At his he house. had one dinner at his house, which the, he he was shown not enjoying, yeah, and he didn't enjoy the talking to his wife. Did not really click there. And he enjoyed staring at his kid. Which <laughs> he was just really fucking, enjoyed yeah, that. He mourns over him like pretty like Creepily, a level yeah, he's too like, much. Yeah, I kiss his hand and everything. <laughs> so, okay. Maybe they grieve differently on your home. <laughs> Jesus, dude, calm down. So the alien now is in a senator guy, and what what was weird about that was like the senator's aide was there in the room and watched him and watched the watched alien go over the uh, little horrible bug monster climb from one mouth to another. Yeah, and then walks out with him, and then is in the scene and where like, he's talking. But like the like, like the clever part of it is like he surrounds himself with his guards so yeah. you can't get to him there's so a boss little like, bit oh, where he turns oh, around and looks at, looks at Abed the alien and like, puts his tongue out like yeah puts his tongue out he doesn't like fucking, wink at him or yeah. nod at him he just goes Neh. which is what I which is again what I would do if I was an alien monster who was basically invulnerable right but like they're at the uh, the, the meeting in the hotel where he's like giving a, a speech yeah, he's giving a speech because yeah. they do mention that fair play to them but the, the the senator's aid lady is just like standing there going and like oh, okay so this is what happened and like everyone's okay and like, yeah, yeah it's like she never goes oh fucking hell I was watching that because <laughs> they made sure to show you that the island yeah. was there and that was happening she just doesn't mention it maybe this is all. what politics are you stick by your party even if you know they're run by alien mm-hmm. monsters maybe this is why we end up in the mess we've got at the moment some good statements but so yeah, um, tell them they uh, Abba the alien basically breaks in full presidential assassin style Runs to big a halo bag full of guns. Yeah, big bag full of guns. Um, and his gets shot at a few times. He gets fucking mulled with bullets and uh, and the flamethrower as well. Obviously, Chekhov's flamethrower. <laughs> it was introduced earlier on. Burns the senator to a crisp, and then the alien monster climbs out of his mouth. He uses he laser. Uses men in black gun. Zaps it, and then boom, we're all happy again. If only we could do all that to the rest of them. <laughs> He should, if only he like he slid down on his knees when he was using the flamethrower and he was going back and forth and like there was like an 80s hair metal band playing in the background like that would have made the movie for me yeah but it didn't so there you go it's very understated so they're both in the, in the hospital the next bit and it's obvious that Beck's not going to make it and I, as soon as Beck got shot I was like oh well at the end of this they're going to switch bodies because what else has he got to stay on this planet for and yeah. that's what happened yeah he just quantum leaps into his mouth doesn't he yeah but instead of having a creepy monster bug thing he's got Jesus beams just come out of his mouth he's got special sparkle energy yeah and then the wife's cheddared because you know she would be and the kid's a bit standoffish because you know (laughs) you would be and it's it's pretty much established I think that the kid can see that he's an alien as well and it's just a bit whoa okay that's my dad but it's also an alien I don't know I didn't get that I thought she was being a weird kid but the thing is like let me say as well your kid's special because like the, the they stare at each other, they have a creepy stare and scene. Oh yeah, and maybe they were thinking like, oh, she can see that he's an alien. Hmm. But then basically, this this creepy autistic alien dude is basically taking over this dude's life. Yeah, including his wife and his daughter, which is just creepy as hell. Cause really weird. The poor wife is just basically saying that. Yeah, she's just stuck with, you know, whoever her husband is now. now. Yeah, and we've already established over the course of this movie, he's weird. Yeah. He's a how strange long, duck. How long is it going to take for her to realise, holy shit, this, my husband used to go slam a few beers at the end of the night, this guy's just struggling to get one of them down. <laughs> I don't think it's, that marriage is going to last. Yeah. I would like to have seen the sequel, just to <laughs> see what happens. You know, uh, have you seen, I know you haven't seen, because I'm the one who shows you all the good programmes that you need to watch, Brain Dead. That the zombie... Um, no the zombie lady no it is a 
political sci-fi mystery thriller starring Monk and uh, what a tits from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Elizabeth Whitehead uh, Winstead yeah he, yeah he was really good and really pretty at the same time but like the premise of that show is uh, a meteor's come from space with ants in it okay lands in DC the ants get into the brains of politicians and they could take over their body and the, for the nefarious purposes of destroying the government from within by just being really bad at their job. It's just a comment on politics and like they, they, they get into the Republicans and they just like... Of course they do. Yeah, yeah. And they, they start like pushing through all these bills that are going to be just like destroy the world. Like, you know, they get rid of all the money for all the programs of like the first thing that goes is research and development because then you conquer the aliens. Yeah. But yada, 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 yada. It's basically what was happening in this sitting in a political background which goes back to the early point that like, you, you could remake this movie today. Yeah. Like, it, like, that just plays up the fact of like, oh, there's alien in this body but one person knows. They, they, and there's like quirky things that they do like the aliens and that all listen to this song by the cars because they like, because like, they communicate through a certain rhythm that happens to be in that song yeah, it's a good series only it's got cancelled though which is quite yeah. annoying it's like the whole Cassandra truth thing and it? it's like you're the only person who knows but like damn it you want to tell people mm. but, but yeah. then no one believes it because you know they can't see it themselves we never got a chance like, to go into that in this because he was like oh you're an alien oh there's another alien over there let's go kill him boo 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 yeah they like their they like their shootouts and car chases but it's the 80s so what they did <laughs> probably solved their differences back then Okay. And still today, because I've heard things about <laughs> what LA's like nowadays. You can't oh, tell me there's not like daily car chases and people oh, people whose job it is just to ferry plates of glass across one part of the street, then back again. You know, just in the off chance of car, a Ferrari's going to smash through it. Blue lives matter, apparently. Want to get on another political tangent? So I'll, I'll <laughs> edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, right, summation. As as an actual movie, out of five, I'd give that... Uh, three and a half, four. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Gener- if I'm being generous, four. It's, for the time. It was enjoyable. It was yeah, like, yeah, it was. It, I, it wasn't, I was sitting there going, and, and, and. Yeah, like the fucking train one. Mm. Uh, couldn't really put it in a trio movie category. Though, he's, could you? he's not even there a minute. He gets one, so barely even a scene. Like Half a... of a scene in, in less than a minute. Yeah. So, can you even give this machetes? Yeah. I think we have to because we're here. Give it a machete rating, man. I'll say three. No, it's not a dying trio movie, is it? So, it doesn't really. Say... It's going gonna, gonna to have to be like low. We have one machete, but reluctantly one just because there's no dying trio in it. Like a machete handle, basically, is what you're yeah. saying there. Oh man, rough. It was a good performance the bit he was in, so you yeah, know. He did a good, uh, getting his chops together. I mean, it's e- it, it's only a tiny little line, but it's easy to fuck up a single line and be, uh, you know, there's that guy from Troll 2 will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you can fuck up one line and you spend, be, that's oh it, that's your career. God. Gone. That's, you'll never act again, but Danny Trail pulls, pulls off one line. Yeah, I was with him in that, yeah. in that one moment. I understood. He thought the guy was a hippie. <laughs> And the other if thing that's he, said. What he said, and whatever the other thing he said was, he believed it. So you know, wow, was a okay. he died convincingly as well. He did, he did not. He wants to cling to for life. I imagine he had a he had a backstory in mind for his character. He was like, no, my daughter will grow up without a father. <laughs> we'll never know. Maybe in the sequel we'll find out. Yeah. So I'm that hoping. that's that. Um, yeah, recommend that. I suppose. Good watch. Good, Good watch. Quite short as well. Not like a long movie. What's next, Matt? Death Wish for the Crackdown. 
And disclaimer, oh I have never seen a Death Wish movie, so this would be... Oh, wow. The, there's... I think I watched a bit of the first there. one in like A-level film, I think, didn't we, like, at one point? With no, because no, I was in your A-level film class, yeah. wasn't I? Yeah. Well, didn't he show his Death Wish at some point? No, I would have remembered no. that. Cause I like, remember. It was, like, clips, clips of it or something. I, I remember, because the, like, the first time I made an effort to watch Death Wish just so I could understand the the Simpsons references, and I was like, this is weird. <laughs> We're like, why is this the, the model of so many what dad revenge movies are? This is <laughs> creepy and wrong. Anyway, okay. So summation, uh, Death Wish Four, The Crackdown, nineteen eighty seven, same year. Architect slash vigilance Paul Kersley, Kersel, Kersel, whatever, takes on the members of vicious Los Angeles drug cartel to stop the flow of drugs after his girlfriend's daughter dies from an overdose. Summation of Death Wish movies is he's avenging the death of a young girl in all of them. <laughs> That's creepy, and it's also um drugs in you yeah. know uh, in quotation marks could be any drug could be you know it's drugs and minorities is what it is like we'll, we'll get to that we'll discuss that <laughs> everything <laughs> republicans hate yeah yeah it's okay. drugs and minorities and it, women. it's it is the beginning of reaganist cinema i guess we'll yeah. we'll, get, we'll get to that in my a-level dissertation on reaganism reaganist <laughs> cinema action movies next time does it does it, is that what it takes to be like to make good action movies like is it just you need a Terrible tax and uh, no cut taxes, cut their uh, cut budgets and stuff. You need need a president just to fuck with the little guy kind of thing. Well, it's uh, the the model of the Reaganist action film is Die Hard. Like other people have putting this out for me. Like you know, I'm, this isn't my clever idea. This is in a book somewhere. I've read this in <laughs> paper, so you know. And it's about like you know the uh, the underdog who believes in the American morale champions the American cause works for the police going above and beyond to stop the evil foreigner from taking over and going against our good set of American ideals taking all of our jobs yeah. coming into an American institution that's run by a Japanese conglomerate and is, has a, a jungle setting for this war to take place in uh, you know what I mean you know what I'm saying but he's overthrowing all the evils from the outside influence with with nothing but American grit like he's barefoot in this because um, America he he is the, the Viet Cong in this war and like that's probably and why they never was. get the irony do they, they never they get the irony it's... they never get the fact that Red Dawn they're the insurgents <laughs> they never get the fact that in Die Hard he's the Viet Cong <laughs> this is so nothing to do with that we, we, we are like really down on the Americans but you know I've been there a couple but times. look at the news it's man. okay there are good people there there are loads of people there who are outraged about what's going on as well they're protesting they're, yeah, they're making well, a difference there. not enough someone needs to shoot that fucker <laughs> we had in that as well <laughs> Maybe by the time this goes out, someone will have shot maybe, him, and, maybe. and they'll go back and do this. Hang on a minute, these Danny Trio guys seem like they wanted to just kill the president. They'll be in fucking Guantanamo Bay. They'll get us hits. He'll <laughs> get, he'll get us hit. Full stop. Okay, thank you, Danny Trio. No, no offense to you and your your thank countrymen. You, thank you, Danny Trio. Excelsior. Keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> <laughs>